respond or they do not show up at, at, at uh, meetings. As the commission is had outreach and legal clinics in the district of Tawamufutanyana at Arlington, Hope House, and Lentley. And the purpose of this community sessions is to educate community members about a number of gender-related issues and provide legal advice. And we focus on gender equality, gender-based bias, how SAPS is supposed to treat the GBV, how courts are supported. Uh, the commission has conducted NS analysis in these communities where we've had our uh, outreach and legal. Some of these communities are located next to the Lesotho border, in particular, Hope House. The crime rate is high, caused by the Basotho who would cross into South Africa, commit crime, and go back to Lesotho. The crimes they commit include rape and uh, uh, robberies. And they target in the main households headed by the vulnerable within communities, that is women, the elderly, and children. We've also identified uh, poverty as another challenge, uh, which is contributing to gender-based violence. Because as we engage with these women, we find that some are in abusive relationships just because they depend on their spouses or partner, they would not want to either report this incident or leave their uh, uh, partners. We, we've, uh, we've also uh, identified a problem of uh, divorced women who have uh, lost everything, some who the processes did not favor them because they were not followed uh, legally. They Some were not even informed of their rights. Some did not even know that they were divorced until they were served with a, a, a degree. Uh, we've also found out that uh, within these uh, com communities, all three of them, uh, young people are unable to go to clinics, in particular young women, for contraceptives, or even those who are HIV positive or those who have STDs, because they are afraid that uh, health workers at clinics who assist them sometimes tell people about their status. Sometimes they become mean to them when they go to clinics to re, to for contraceptives. They they become judgmental on the on the young women because these are very small communities and these people know each other. Uh, these areas are also characterized by horrible treatment of LGBT. TQIA plus community indicated to us, to us as the community that they hate, they do not, uh, let me not use hate, they dislike uh, LGBTQIA plus uh, members and they do not want them within their communities and therefore they drive them out of uh, their communities. Uh, we have 
uh, also as the commission areas that I have mentioned, we've interacted with the Department of Social Development, the magistrate courts, and the NPA to ensure that some of the issues which are raised at our uh, legal clinics are being addressed by relevant uh, stakeholders. We've also provided legal advice to the legal clinics and uh, uh, we, we've, we've made sure that they really get a recourse uh, for their uh, complaints. Uh, we've also interacted with NGOs in this area, Chairperson, NGOs which are dealing with a particular so that together as stakeholders we can address the issues. This is how far we've gone with Tabamufutsangana uh, Chair, with your permission I'll proceed to the Karib District Municipality. So, so sorry the muting is a bit of a challenge today. <laughs> we will give you okay. five minutes for Karib. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, in the Karib District Municipality, Chair, we've had legal uh, outreach and legal clinics at Harib uh, Dam, the Tule Forest Smith, Philippolis, Oppermans, Ronde, and Lukov. And uh, in this area, uh, I won't repeat uh, the purpose I had already mentioned, the purpose of our uh, outreach and legal clinics. Chairperson, uh, are high level of the withdrawal of uh, domestic violence cases in these communities. Some uh, GBV cases um, makes it to court, but witnesses refuse to take a stand because of fear. Uh, unavailability of SAPS due to early closure of police station, in particular in Opromans Ronde. We've identified that problem and we've raised it with the uh, provincial office of, of, of the police commissioner in the free state, that the police station, it does not open at all. Um, also, there is a delay in response from the ambulances in these far-flung areas in the Karib district. And we've also identified a, a, a challenge of women who are working in farms who are still being paid below minimum uh, working wage. Shall we, with the municipal we the work that we've done we've only had introductions with the municipality and we had requested them to submit their IDPs so that we can proceed with assessment of their IDPs we are still awaiting the municipality was in 2019 we are still awaiting municipalities to do so uh, convening meetings with them in the process of us convening meeting then there was uh, this pandemic and there was lockdown, there was lockdown and the meetings could not uh, take place at the time when we wanted uh, the meeting to take place uh, i thank you chair thank you uh, commissioner i think it is quite a comprehensive uh, presentation that you gave to us and we are we can see that you've been very busy making sure that the the mandate of the gender commission is being executed and we really appreciate the, the work that you've been doing.
the women will be engaged on a later stage. They will continue to our next presentation, and I already see Neil on the screen. So we will allow Stats SA to give us a little bit of information to us and we are around the areas that you've been there. Over to you, Mr. Roo, and also Ms. the mandate of the gender training is being executed. Good morning, ma'am. Really Thank you. Well, sorry, it's good afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we'll women, uh, women good afternoon, Thank you very much for having us again at the presentation. Um, I see on a, so on a, on a, on a um, program, it also refers to uh, Manga Um Unfortunately, because we presented the Manga Metro on the 12th of June, um, we are only focusing on the problem of. Thank you very much. Sorry, Senor. No, for a fact, you have given us the presentation on Mongolia. Thank you very much for having us today. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you, colleague. I think it's a very, very brief background. Yesterday, Statistics South Africa released a new material estimate for South Africa. So, this is part of the press, so to speak. Um, as of yesterday, South Africa, um, we estimated that as of uh, the 1st of July, no, South Africa had a population of just on about 3 million, that's about Lived in the Free State. This is sort of part of the press, so to speak. Free State was the second. As of yesterday, the Northern Cape. We estimated that now, the first of July. If you have a look at the next slide, the three quarters of a million persons in the Free State were employed. About 0.76 million. But negative. About half a million, point, uh, sorry, of the million, for seven million people, in the free state was now um, unemployed. And if you have a free state, tested about 38.4 percent, which is the highest of the Eastern Cape. So, as you can see, you know, it is a, a, a province that is um, really troubled by, by unemployment. In fact, the expanded unemployment rate is about 44.5% uh, and, and men. But we'll expand that in just one second. I think uh, one of the background is that the Tarkov of Sunyane was the second largest uh, district in the free state at about um, 755,000 people. That made up about a quarter, 26% of the total rather. And the other one that we're talking about was the smallest one. It only had 127,000 um, persons um, in, in the district. Uh, very importantly for uh, what we are speaking about today is the distribution of males and females. Now, normally in a population, um, the distribution is about 51% females or 52% females compared to about 48% um, males. Um, now, in the Harip district, you'll see that it was about 51% females to about 49% males, uh, which makes a lot of sense within the margin that we'll expect. Um, it was slightly higher males and about 46.5% males. Now, we didn't go into the reasons for this, but normally um, a deficit of males indicate um, high immigration, particularly of males, uh, although that is something that what needs to um, study, of course, before one can say it above um, all grounds. 
the service delivery in, in those areas. Uh, about 92% of households in the Tabu Sinyane had um, drinking that, that is uh, um, produced via pipe water. Um, they are 60%, which is very bad at access to flush toilets or chemical toilets. That's improved systems. About 40% of households in those areas didn't have access to improved um, sanitation systems, which is a very uh, negative point. And about 92.3% of access to electricity is always on, and whether people can afford it. But in principle, people had a connection to, um, to, to the electricity. The Harib system like, uh, looks slightly better. 95% of households had access to pipe connection for, for, for drinking water. 88% had access to similar to Tabu Fusignani had access to main electricity. Now, as I've mentioned earlier, of course, uh, people are all affected by poverty. So just having these services doesn't always mean that people can uh, can actually pay for these. And next slide, you'll see that about 36.2% of people in South in, in the free state, um, rather, are considered. In mind that, as if you, um, you might have seen this slide before, uh, we use this as about 49%. South Africa free poverty line which makes a lot of sense. In the and upper bound poverty line essentially means that a person is considered poor. The person um, per month. Per month is the lower down poverty line, they will consider poor. And in the same for food poverty line. The food poverty line being the most basic line, of course, is also the threshold that is needed to um, have a um, to purchase the minimum required daily um, energy intake. Now, using these figures, uh, one can see that in terms of state, about 55% of people are poor for the Lower bound poverty line, about 36% were poor, as I've mentioned earlier. And then for the food poverty line, about a fifth, which is 21% of persons um, were, were poor. Now, the reason we're doing this uh, um, as a free state, not necessarily as district, is that unfortunately we don't really have data um, at the district level at this stage. Um, the surveys that we do, unfortunately, can only be disaggregated up to um, or down to a, a provincial level. Now, if one has a look at the free state, and of course, you know, this will probably also reflect um, in the various districts. You find that uh, females or female-headed households were more likely to be poor than male-headed households. About 37% of female-headed households were poor compared to about 35%. Of in fact, in terms, uh, this also translates in food in a sense that about 25% um, of female-headed households were likely to run out of uh, money to buy food um, during any particular month. Um, and this is um, particularly for Tabu Fuzanyani, you can see it's about 27.4% for female households, and in Fukharit it's about 21.2%. Um, so um, persons or female households, and actually all households in Tabu Fuzanyani was more likely to be uh, poor and to not have money to buy food than in Kharit, or in fact in, in the average for the free state. Now, this is all uh, what we call money metric, uh, money metric poverty. In other words, that is um, 
absence of money to buy things. However, poverty is, of course, much more than just absence of money. It's also, uh, it includes a lot of other things. It includes access to healthcare, it includes access to adequate education, uh, having living standards, and other access to certain services and basic um, services like water and cooking and, and so forth. And also, you know, whether people are employed or not, whether they can actually earn money or at least earn, earn their keep in, in, in um, another way. We're not, now, we're not seeing yes, the slides. I tried to. I have, uh, I'm sorry, Deputy Speaker, we are speaking to the to the host officials because apparently they do have the, the, the presentation. So we are speaking to them so they can proceed. Can I continue, ma'am? Should I share it? Or yeah, Kevin, they will explain to you now, now, Deputy Speaker. Okay. So we can continue. Thank you very much, ma'am. Um, I'm, so, I'm so, so in the um, non money metric um, poverty, one can also always been higher than actually does in, in South Africa as well as the Free State and in fact in Karib, it declined about 7.1% um, or to 7% by 2016, but it's still uh, notably higher, for instance, than 5%. So uh, poverty is unfortunately a reality. Now, if one looks at what is driving poverty, and this is not only for um, the districts, but um, actually across you know, nationally and, and, and across the all districts, it is based the vast majority of, of, of persons in those areas are actually unemployed. Um, and that more than years of schooling or sanitation or assets or anything else drives um, the inequality and also the poverty that people are experiencing. Um, and then, of course, if we go to inequality, we, of course, come back to, um, to monometric measures. And here we start with now zero is perfect quality that's what we're all striving for everybody in the country is earning exactly the same and then of course one means essentially one person or a very small the rest of people are essentially very poor now in south africa our gini coefficient stands at 0.65 which is exceedingly high um, meaning that inequality is of course uh, also extremely high now in terms of males females as you can see the Gini coefficient for females is slightly lower at 0.61 compared to males at 0.64. Uh, so there's slightly more equality amongst females, but of course, if you compare between them, um, it tells you a different story. Now, in terms of the free state inequality has declined um, from, from between 2006 when it was first measured to 2015, um, 0.63 to 0.6, but it's, um, I think there's heights, Although it's only a 0.03% difference, it actually does hide a lot of um, improvement in that nature. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen after the current impasse. Um, I'm afraid, uh, you know, with the, with the economy uh, declining and a lot of people losing their jobs, you know, this situation might become very, very bad um, going forward. And unfortunately, we don't have data on that yet. But we hope with the data that we're gathering currently, you know, we might be able to provide better information. That the of income 
system, which is very, very important in South Africa. Of course, you'll see that in the free study in France for their main source of income compared to only 50%, 54% on salaries. Now, I think it's, it's important to just compare that uh, with free state households are less dependent on grants, for instance, and remittances than, for instance, the average for, for this situation in South Africa is skewed by the two big provinces, the Western Cape and Gauteng, where most, now in terms of, and I've actually spoken about this, I'm actually just as well as, um, as, well as access to electricity, the free state has uh, consistently been, since 2002, been above the national average. Um, and then maybe to the, to the point, I think this is the last few slides, man, we're talking about vulnerable groups of which women, of course, is a very, very important uh, vulnerable group. Um, those are people that are experiencing higher risk of poverty and social exclusion. Now, as you can see here, 32.8% of women or female-led households started in the free state did not have a single employed household member. Um, and that is, of course, if you compare that to males, uh, the male um, households with only 22.5% of male-headed households didn't have employed members. Now, there are a lot, number of reasons for this. Um, often it's also because households are reconstituted around um, old, elderly women, for instance, that, that earns uh, grants and would then look after grand, grandchildren and so on. But of course, you know, that also creates um, other inequalities and inequities that's very, very difficult to fix. And then, of course, um, about 1.8% of women um, that's over the age of 16 years old in a free state um, were um, victims of assault. And that's slightly higher again than the average for South Africa, which is 1.2%. Um, literacy rate is there. I think disability is, is something that's been asked in the past. Uh, you'll see here that about 12.8% uh, of females um, in Harib. Um, of 13.6% of, of females in, in, in Harib and about, uh, uh, what's it, 12.8 um, or, or sorry, 12.7% of females in Tabu Mufusunyane um, were disabled based on the, on the indicators that we use um, from the UN Disability um, Washington Group. And I think, ma'am, the second last slide, and I've shown this uh, to you last, Time is that a majority of women that does start um, businesses did so because they were um, unemployed. So they were really almost forced to start a business as opposed to looking for an um, opportunity. And these women, and this is the, this is the next slide, about 68% of them, almost seven-tenths, earned less than 1,500 rands in, in, in the work they, um, they did. Um, whilst, of course, uh, as you can see in the slide, as if you do have the slides in front of you, it seems as if men had a slightly better um, income than, than female equivalent. About 18% of men got more than 6,000 rands um, per month compared to 89% of, um, of females. And that is the last slide, ma'am. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, thank you very much, Neil. We will make sure that the, the information is being distributed because we do have the presentation. It's just that sometimes with the, uh, with the broadcast, there is the issue of the quality of the broadcast that is being
impacted by the by the presentation but i think we will make sure that that we henceforth we will make sure that we improve on the issue of the of the presentations but thank you very much we do have the presentations we'll make sure that you get the slides uh we will continue we will then now give to Ansua uh, Maraj of the of the Finance and Fiscal Commission the to 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 give us a those officials that they have distributed the 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 slides of the former presentation to everyone. Thank you Over you to so you, much, Ansua. Um, honorable Deputy. Uh, sorry, thank you so and much. Thank you, uh, you and Neil that have been with us since the beginning. Let me just express <laughs> that. Thank you so much for that. Um, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, and everybody uh, that is listening to the presentation. Uh, I am from the Financial and Fiscal Commission. Um, the, I will basically talk about uh, the role and function of the FFC, um, FFC research on gender budgeting, uh, the recommendations that FFC had made regarding gender budgeting, as well as a few including remarks. Thank you. So in terms of the role and function of the FFC, the Financial and Fiscal Commission, um, it is um, a constitutional institution. It is independent and it is a permanent statutory uh, body of the Constitution. The enabling legislation is the Financial and Fiscal Commission Act of 1997. The mandate, uh, Chairperson and Honourable Members, regarding uh, the FFC is that it acts as a consultative body, makes recommendations and gives advice to the three spheres of government on the equitable division of revenue uh, and on any other financial and fiscal matters in terms of the constitution and as provided for in national legislation. The commission's focus is primarily on the equitable division of nationally collected revenue amongst the three spheres and on any other financial or fiscal matters. So looking at uh, legislative provisions uh, that affect provincial or local government, uh, but looking at it only on the lens of anything financial or fiscal perspective um, regarding financial or fiscal implications, the FFC must be uh, consulted in this regard. Then what research FFC has done regarding gender budgeting, uh, Chairperson and Honorable Members, was that there were various findings um, that had emerged from FFC research. And what was found was that despite government's commitment to gender equality, legislative measures, including anti-discrimination legislation and employment equity policies, unacceptable gender inequalities still persist. A few statistics in that regard is that black African female-headed households are the poorest of the poor in South Africa, are headed by females. Of these female-headed households, 56% fall into the poorest quantile one compared to 44% of the male-headed household, and only 31% of female-headed households fall into the upper quantile five compared to 69% of male-headed households. So to continue, the unemployment rates tend to be high. First quarter of 2008 and the 
first quarter of 2017, the unemployment rate for women had been consistently higher than the unemployment rate for men. And the national uh, average in the first quarter rate for women stood at 29.8%, compared to 26% for men and the national average of 27.7%. And then, uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson and Honorable Members, the not in employment education or training, which is the need to high. In the first quarter of 2017, 2024 was above 50% for men. And then uh, to continue the FFA, in light of the background, one avenue, the fiscal relations system and is successful and contribute to moving them out of poverty in a required to ensure gender sensitive resource allocation of municipal budgeting processes and FFC had did follow basically a two projects integrated development plans of 30 random micro rural urban and so forth it was a good select covered seven municipalities across four provinces Gauteng, western cape eastern cape and the free state it was uh then it was zoomed in even further particular focus on four sectors being uh, early childhood development and housing infrastructure. The findings that emerged from um, the FFC research regarding this and the municipalities where that integrated development plans, Jefferson and honorable members was the there was basically a lack of gender mainstreaming and women empowerment as an approach. Equity versus mainstreaming for gender equality, more about numbers. And it was a very weak translation of gender equality commitments into fiscal commitments, IDP planning processes and budget offices have budgeted for gender mainstreaming. We have made this finding that we're done. And from the case studies, the findings that emerged revealed that there was poor translation of the national agenda on women empowerment. There was inadequate sex disaggregated data. The gender discourse was very events driven. Uh, there was a lack of gender budgeting training and capacity building of decision makers, poor institutionalization. The analysis of gender impact of existing revenues and expenditure. So um, FFC then continued uh, with its uh, mainstreaming and gender budgeting in local government was essentially an absence of an approved gender policy across all municipalities.
strategy and the personnel as well in management that is the one who make the decision and then the uh in terms of the budget offices uh that is the ones who actually and uh, honorable members we found that they have limited knowledge of gender mainstreaming as such uh and gender equality indicators in the collection of gender disaggregated information was very um as you know there is a formal approach where it's done and government has to respond to it and we, we somehow check the status um as well so FFC did make recommendations regarding nations that the national and provincial government should run the budgeting pilots in a few municipalities first evaluate the results before wide the application and these pilots could be linked to ensuring grant framework in the division of revenue act and as well as uh, to ensure municipal integrated plans uh, to institute sanitation local government and so forth and include gender disaggregated performance indicators and data to provide guidelines for collecting product municipalities have the capacity to analyze budgets from a gender perspective um and honorable members government did this Fund, and the response was that government supports the proposals, which will ensure that the collection and allocation of public resources is effectively carried out and contributes to advancing gender equality and women's empowerment contributions of men, women, boys and girls within existing revenues, expenditures and allocations and will call for adjusted budget policies to benefit all groups. Um, and the Department of Women was at that time, at, in terms of the state, just engaging National Treasury on budgets and had indicators in its strategic plan regarding that. FFC, where uh, we said that the local government is linked to integrated development plans and build capacity for gender mainstreaming and gender responsive budgeting at a local level to also ensure gender sensitive public participation and consultations also at a local level and government response to that was that vision and other practical policy measures can address gender bias and discrimination and it is no doubt a step towards increased accountability and public transparency and it can shift economic policies leading to gains across society. However, the proposals in municipality in terms of the state, it is, um, there's no record of any pro progress regarding these um, recommendations. The, um, the, there are various pieces of legislation, Chairperson, if you have to take into account when you want to embed uh, you know, gender with then some of these fiscal powers and functions act if you look at the municipal finance management act as well um you can embed it because they uh if there are certain uh, legislation which die or um you know provides for the enactment of subordinate legislation 
question, SFC must be consulted in that regard. And there is no doubt that a fire has definitely been lit um, in the adoption of the first women's charter, and it must no doubt definitely continue to be burning. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sansuya. I think really uh, the FFC is, is taking us into a direction of making sure that we do address the issue of gender budgeting and that we that we begin really as women to take serious the input that we can make to ensure that we input on what should be the direction of our lawmakers and of the, the resources that are available. So thank you very much. Uh, and so uh, there will be a discussion later. We just want to give to the two mayors, the mayor of Mangahun, that is uh, Honorable Alderman Oli Mlamleli. We will now give to you, Oli, to address us, and then we will give to Mayor Vilakazi after you. Thank you, Honorable uh, uh, Lucas, Deputy Chairperson of National Council of Provinces, and other members of this distinguished second house uh, in parliament. I've seen also the deputy speaker, members of parliament, uh, MPLs, fellow councillors, all women that are in from different sectors, uh, also including women from the house of traditional leaders, Kilikumpili. Honorable Chairperson, let me start by expressing the word of apology that I have uh, sent to your office for the last session because I was sitting appearing in the select committee of NCOP uh, chaired by Honorable Dodofu. We appeared there as municipalities that are under section 139. I sent my apology. I wish my apology can be accepted, Honorable Chairperson. Secondly, Chairperson, I think I must also express uh, from what I have heard from uh, our commissioner that uh, she sent the letter to uh, the HOD of corporate services. I think what she needed, it is compulsory, it is mandatory, it is imperative. I've just called the HOD to find out. HOD says that maybe they were communicating with officials. I want to commit that uh, this coming week, I'll make sure that all that information is available. And I want to indicate Honorable Chairperson, that uh, let the office of the executive mayor, because that is where gender issues are housed, so that I must be able to direct and, and ensure that all what is needed, it is uh, uh, submitted. Honorable Chair, I believe there is no sphere of government that is better placed than local government to be a fundamental driver of women's emancipation, facilitate recognition, and respect for work that women do in the home, at the workplace, and in the community. However, Chair, this cannot happen automatically without deliberate policy actions that are monitored and evaluated on continuous basis. In the past apartheid South Africa, the scope of local sphere of government has been amplified to include local economic development and growth. Honorable Chairperson, a totally new phenomenon in the history of local government, which propels municipalities to develop necessary competencies and relevant organizational structures, such as the local economic development units. 
those units are compelled to look into in their plans according to women development. The latter being a distinguished feature of the long-term vision of the creation of developmental local governments could, in terms of white paper on local government of 1998, be realized if integrated development planning is fully explored, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chairperson and all members in this session, but today, we look at the tool of integrated development planning with the lens of improving the status of women. It appears women who were part of local government white paper committee, they did not slumber nor slept as their voices are still reverberating in municipal chambers that municipalities need to be aware of the divisions within local uh, communities and seek to promote the participation participation of marginalized and excluded groups in the community processes. There are many obstacles to the equal effective participation of women, such as social values and norms, as well as practical issues such as the lack of transport, household responsibilities, and personal safety. Honorable Chairperson, that despite the forewarnings, Municipal approach to integrated development has not been engendered and crafted to favor the emancipation of women. And there are various reasons for such omissions, Chair. In my opinion, Honorable Chairperson, this includes discord between the policy ends and means. By this, Chair, I'm referring to adoption of good policies in this country but not implemented as originally intended. Thus, the Free State Chapter of the Women's Charter Review should prioritize monitoring and evaluation mechanisms towards effective implementation of the ideals we envisage in the charters of 1954 and 1994. Honorable Chair, this includes effective legislative oversight function to enforce responsibility and accountability. Secondly, Chair, the gender activists and related lobby groups have not been quite visible on municipality policy or IDP matters. And it might be because they may not be adequately invited to take part on their matters, neither at the level of consideration of the sector plans, IDP forums, nor during the IDP budget public hearings. Therefore, from now henceforth, Honorable Chair, it must be imperative that all municipalities, when they are looking at the IDPs, when they are looking at the budgets, at the public hearings, they must make sure that there must be a corps of women that will be there to articulate their issues to influence uh, the budget. Honorable Chair, municipalities have not yet acquired the desired developmental status, including advancing the inclusive economic growth. Local government turnaround strategy explicates distressing issues and various reasons why the ideal municipality is not realized. In the main chair, we are still grappling with elementary issues of maintaining a good governance. Honorable Chairperson, 
institutional capacity challenges are there are challenges relating to a functional performance management system there is a tendency to give primary primacy on financial matters while neglecting other transformational issues such as gender equality because gender needs to be mainstreamed by everybody at every hour at all times chairperson there is also the language barrier I have noted with a serious concern that one barrier we tend to ignore is language. In most cases, Chaperson, women's emancipation concepts are too abstract and need to be defined in layman's terms and translated into official languages in our respective districts so that women must understand. Accordingly, Chair, in some instances, people fail to submit inputs and they do not understand what you're talking about. For this purpose, Chairperson, we must take full advantage of the translation services of our legislative uh, authorities. However, all these problems are systematic and they require a collective effort towards a gendered integrated development planning approach to improve the status of women. Together, we can do more. And women must take a lead in this regard. Nothing for women without women. The fact that the two historic women's charters of 1954 and 1994, they, they precede the two supreme policies of our country, the Freedom Charter, which is embraced as the country's policy framework and the constitution of the Republic of South Africa. It demonstrates the shrewdness of women. That is, Honorable Chair, in terms of the ability to identify problems, we need to think strategically and futuristically on how to resolve all these issues that are facing women development. Chairperson, these charters do not only embody our country's struggle for gender equality, but also our commitment for full and equal participation in the creation of alternative society that is non-sexist, non-racial, democratic, and prosperous. In the same spirit, Chairperson, uh, women in all sectors on society must unite in pursuit of gender integrated development planning. In the coming year, we must see that there is a special IDP forum on gender issues, wherein invitations will be extended to relevant stakeholders. So all the municipalities, we need to make sure that we do have that special IDP uh, forum on gender issues. So as we are in a position to influence the IDPs and the budgets, this forum should exert necessary pressure to propel the municipality to adopt IDPs with a particular focus on inclusive economic development and growth for women. Ideally, Chair, we can we when we speak about inclusive economy for women we should actually go beyond creation of new economic development, but also look into those opportunities that are there for them. They must be incorporated as part of municipal growth and development strategy. As to whether the access in question was ascertained or not, answers must be provided accordingly during the IDQ review processes where women will be involved. Critical to advancing the inclusive economy growth chairperson for women is access to and ownership of land. This matter was reiterated by the state president 
Cyril Ramaphosa during the presidential job summit when he said, I quote, specific interventions include the procurement of the new land hectares under the black ownership and redirecting the expenditure to black women and women-owned farms, producers and processors. Honorable Chair, regarding the matter pertaining to Article 5, development infrastructure and the environment, this tragic relationship always points at sustainable development. The latter is, in most cases, looked at through the prism of sustainable development goals. Added to the National and United Nations work on sustainable development, we need to build local capacity to investigate how environmental and climate change issues affect women and incorporate in this account accordingly in the IDPs. Honorable Chair, to disclosure, this should include the latest development involving how the proposed district model distribute to overcoming the lack of coordination among the three spheres of government in pertaining to women's empowerment. As I conclude, uh, Chairperson, we wish to take this opportunity to urge all women in position of power to ensure to fast track radical economic transformation that will, among others, Chairperson, lower the cost of doing business and the unblocking of constraints to investment for women in particular. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson Alibongwe. Alibongwe, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mayor. We will give to Councillor M. Vilakazi from Tabo Mufutanyana to make the input before we go into the discussion. <laughs> Sorry, before we go into the discussion. Councillor Vilakazi. Before we go into the discussion. Okay, uh, uh, thank, uh, you. Th thank you. Thank you, Honorable. Uh, 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 please, uh, okay. uh, take the sound of the TV a little bit off. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, and uh, for me to be on the safe on the safe side, let me uh, say uh, all protocol observed. Tabomuf assists municipality, which is disturbing Malutapofus, Toto Pumelela, Injetwane, and Mansopa local municipalities. It consists of 98 wards in the province of 309 wards, being just under a 33 percent of the total was in the province. The district was at uh, 7,691,761. But we have now received the, the recent one, which is uh, 7,555. And out of six, uh, 1775, which is about 30% of the provincial population. And in Tabomufuzanyana, 53% of, of the district are women, 57% of the population. And we 
we we have also for one percent female uh, need a household uh, uh, household uh, household and uh, the an unemployment is three to twenty seven percent and a uh, before maybe I can I can continue let me um say something about uh, the issues that have been mentioned by the uh, women commissioner uh, that Tabum Futsanyana has adopted OTP has been adopted accordingly from uh, the draft until final adoption of the uh, final IDP. Uh, this is is because of that's why even the due to the to, to its, co, its uh, policies and uh, with all issues uh, uh, related to legislation that includes your IDP or human resource policy and financial management in our in our district I think is is the only municipality that has the executive mayor that is a female mobile uh, manager is a female the cfo is a female and even the council whip is a, is a female and it's because and also at the management level is why because we are in, i think we need after this we 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 will talk to the the commission to the commissioner so that we can clear all the the things that yeah, this is the first time that that we are here. Tabo Mufuzanyana has identified the following sectors for in intervention for women. Uh, the textile industry, tourism, jewelry making, brick making, and sand mining. Chairperson, in terms of textile industry, Tabo Mufuzanyana district municipality used to be the, the textile hub of the province and most retail factories used to be based in Putadichaba in Kwakwa. When these factories closed, most women were left with sewing skills and are operating as individuals. The district had two cooperatives this closed due to non-profitability of operations. Most of these women operate from the industrial park, which has poor buildings, which are dilapidated as we are speaking now. Chairperson, the supply of electricity is also not reliable and as such targets cannot be met. Supply of water is also a challenge. The district intervention, FDC, Tabomfutanyana District Municipality, LED, and local, uh, and local municipalities has introduced the concept of registration of cooperatives. The process of, of registration has already started and now COPs will undergo incubation for a period of six months. After the garments will be opened and later explore opportunities of franchise, franchising the brand. Online shopping 
has been tested with two fashion designers and they are up and running. Access to market will improve as a result of Tabomufutanyana District Textile and Fashion Design Expo. Which Expo has fashion show, exhibition, and master classes. Participants score big orders from schools and retail companies. A previous winner was invited to, to exhibit in Bulgaria. Uh, person, uh, we have a lack of tourism industry. The hospitality industry, guest houses, BNB, and catering is predominantly owned by women. Most guest house and BNB are not registered. As a result, they are not grant graded. This market is difficult to compete in the hospitality industry because their prices are not regulated. Guest houses affiliating to Tabo tourism enterprise program enjoy benefits like taking place abroad and showcasing at tourism in Daba. Women in tourism industry are earned 10%. District in, we, we have intervened in this way, uh, Chairperson, that women in tourism uh, has established and launched in February in, in 2019. And capacity building work, workshop started in February in 2019. The district is and registration. Challenges facing women in mining industry, jewelry making and bead work. Kimori Babulankate mo kabhaba ni baruna kadifaha kaharu tabu mufutanyana. No access to markets. The sector has much potential, but machinery to manufacture jewelry is too expensive. The skill needs special training. The copper jewelry makers are struggling to access permits. Permits can only be accessed through online application. And Department of Mineral Resource Office are based in Velks. Women in this sector have no access to market formal market, hence they resort to roadside selling. Brick making and sand making is dominated by men and women are mainly laborers. Tabomfutanyana Mining Association was established in 20. This will help to explore ways of formalizing and export the sandstone mining industry. Uh, Chairperson, as I, 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 I conclude, even in the, uh, uh, the previous pre presentation, uh, the speakers uh, said that uh, the Tabum Futanyana is most uh, rural or is most poor uh, uh, district in, in the province. It means we need more finance initial injection. In conclusion, uh, Honorable Chair, the successful implementation of the above mentioned intervention will certainly make it easier for women to participate and thus give effect 
reference to Article 3 of the Women's Charter, which is in the advancement of the inclusive economic growth paradigm of, of women. Chairperson Tialebua, Nyabonga. Thank you very much, Honorable Mayor, Honorable Councillor, and thank you for the practical steps that you have actually uh, highlighted within your, your input. I'm a very practical person and I like practicality. So we are going to have a discussion now to make sure that those that have been listening to the different presentations will be able to make input, will be able to speak about the charter, and on, on the issues that is there, the 12 I've received. I have a few uh, names here, but I want you to use the go into participants and use the raise your hand, uh, the, the raise your hand function to raise your hand to indicate when you want to speak. So I will immediately give to Lulama Titi to speak because I see your hands, and after yourself, it will be Mapa Second Kwan. Lulama. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Chaperson. Uh, Chaperson, I just want to really appreciate this opportunity uh, for us to be part of this important uh, engagement today about the planning of a women's charter review chairperson firstly chair i know that uh, in terms of the protocol i must just greet the chairperson and of the ncop and uh, the speak the deputy speaker of the assembly uh, uh chairperson chairperson i just want to just uh allude to the presentation chair really it is very important to make sure that as women we are working together to make sure the economy of our respective municipalities growing yes chair we know that there is a document of the district development model which really is going to assist a lot of municipality even those municipalities who have the budget that is very limited. Fortunately and unfortunately, in the Free State, uh, Honorable Speaker, uh, Chairperson, in Mangawong only, we, we have the budget of 8.3 billion, which is the population of Mangawong is 800 plus. And uh, we still have to make sure that when we uh, distribute, we contribute to the basic services in the same limited budget of 8 billion. We must make sure that women are benefiting in this 8 billion. Chairperson, I will also request the parliament and NCOP really to make sure that the budget of the municipality, particularly when we are budgeting for the economic development unit. I think most of the people they will adhere with me, the budget of those departments, you'll find that it's very limited. And it's where we have cooperatives, where we want to empower women. 
It's where we have small businesses. It's where we have workers. Where we're supposed to teach them or to educate them about the financial sustainability. The, 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 the commission of FFC, we requested long, long ago as municipalities that really the parliament must sit down and engage, that we must also fall under the uh, national fiscals as the municipality, mostly the councillors. Because if we can check our collect, uh, collection rates to all the municipalities in the free state, it's not good, Chaperson. It's worse as we are in the pandemic now. It's worse. Now we really want to be assisted by the national fiscals to assist the municipality, whether those who are small. If you have a population of 200 people, you have only the budget of 250 million chairperson. You will think that you'll manage to assist those women who are really disadvantaged. I think if we want to make sure that we empower lots of women, we must really increase the budget of the municipalities. And I also want to appreciate also Chair, the presentation of the provincial commissioner of, of gender make it rules. I think it we 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 appreciate as Mangawung and uh, we, we take note about the issues that he really mentioned that uh, the municipality is not cooperating but we heard about it. I think the executive mayor already mentioned that we will follow up and we will make sure that the commission is receiving attention on those uh, requests that he requested from the municipality. I thank you chair. Thank you. Can I can I just really request all of us to not speak too long. We will try between three and four minutes. And if we see that you have really not finished five minutes, but not more than that. We have already requested Mapa Second Kwana. If if she's not there. Can we then have uh, here. Are I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let me first start by greeting the chair of the NCOP, the deputy speaker of the assembly, and all protocol observed. And thank you for this opportunity. And thank you that you are saying you we should be very brief and you'll give us also some time again to be able to put some more inputs. I will try to come with just point number one, which is about the maintenance um, of our children. I've read the, the document of the Women Charter and I'm happy that today we are now talking about the, the review. But from my point of, of view, what I've seen, there's no much to be, to be reviewed as such, but we need only to check on the implementation on what the document is talking about. And also stay taking stock. By taking stock, I mean the monitoring how is it being done to see to it that 
really this document, it really assists women outside, ordinary women who are struggling outside there. And my, my other point will be that the Women's Charter should also be written in different languages. Because we do have women who are very poor, some of them, they are not educated, and we know it's difficult for them to go through either Africans or English. Now let's accommodate them. If we have a, a, a document in Sutu, the Tswana will be able to read it. If we have the Zulu, the Kosa will be able also to read it. If we can try by all means to do that. We have 67 courts in the free state. And most of them, their priority also is about the maintenance of our children. But the problem is officials in, in those courts, they are still compromising the women in this country. The principle of Batupili is not taken into consideration in those issues. And those are the issues that we need to, to look at. Our women are crying as we speak. And the dignity that we spoke about in the Women's Charter, that dignity is not being practiced. And how are we going to make sure that our women, really their dignity is really taken care of. Most of them, they get their maintenance very late. Some of them, they take plus minus six months without getting maintenance. And by the time, by the time, uh, by the when time one, when they go and retire, the money will be paid in, into bulk. Where does that money come from? And some women, they abandon their cases due to how the process is being run at the court. I will come back again, H.A. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, the only thing that I want us to do is to focus and speak directly to the issues. We don't have to elaborate and give a lot of examples. Okay. Just speak directly to the issue. Toko, Vangla, or Vangla. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. And I would like to. Chairperson? Can you hear me, Chairperson? You can continue. Philippa speaking in this visual assembly of deliberations. Uh, in the interest of time to tell you what has been said by Papa my Seca, can you mute please Papa Seca, can you mute thank you uh, okay mute. thank you Chair um I, I would like to appreciate this thanks to be part of the people people women who are actually deliberating on uh, gender issues however I would like to uh, appreciate the the work because it is actually led by women from the municipal manager, the executive mayor, even the CFO. I won't waste much time about that. It will be like I'm gloating, but I would like to to the actual work that has been audited by Auditor General. You will then realize that many women have been empowered by way of procuring tools of trade for them, especially those who are, whom we actually regard as our SMEs. 
even in agriculture, those who are actively participating in agriculture, if you zoom into the financial financial software, you'll then realize that a piece of pie has been distributed to those women just to ensure that we get uh, we get the objects being recognized even at higher levels of NAMPO and in terms of agriculture. But however, Chairperson, I would also like to laud the office of the to channel the, 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 the budget that is available for the states have actually proved that there's a issues of gender giving priority to women and young women. So I'm saying purposing to the platform, if more money can be injected into this institution, uh, I'm telling you more households will sleep with their stomachs being full and more women being empowered, being taken from one level to another. I think it's your person. Thank you, uh, Toko. Uh, Candy Smith. Candy Smith. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Um, I really want to say thank you for the opportunity to actually say something as a businesswoman in the province of the Free State. I think um, a lot more can be done uh, to uplift women in the Free State, um, especially people with disabilities. I think uh, a lot more can be done in order to make sure that um, uh, opportunities are spread uh, equally and um, you know that if if you empower women, you empower the nation. So I think um, there's a lot more that can be done. And I just want to say to our leadership as well, um, thank you for the opportunities that they give to us as women in the free state and um, to empower a lot more of us and um, to make sure that we are also out there um, making sure that we that we win within the province of the free state. Um, that, that's all from my side. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Smith. Victoria Muloy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson uh, of, uh, of the NCOP. Uh, leadership, thank you very much. I am greeting all the leadership in government. And uh, I would also like to pass my message, uh, the Queen's, Queen Matupana Mopedi's message of condolences to the family of the Mahahaben nation about the passing of the Queen. Thank you very much. Uh, I do not have much, much to say, but I think the Executive Mayor of Tabumputanyana has alluded to the issues of tourism. As we know that Tabumputanyana is a very, very rural uh, area. And especially when you come to the areas in the in the Eastern Free State, around Harris Smith and Kwakwa, that is where we find that tourism is actually still the, 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 the bread uh, basket or the lifeline of the rural women. And um, women make life to be much easier by tapping into the opportunities presented to them, or they can find the opportunities by themselves. But men do business. And Chair, I would really would like to put forward um, the concern about the availability of land, uh, especially to the rural women who can and are having a lot of potential and 
I am I'm, I'm the advocate of tourism, so I will definitely uh, emphasize on tourism that these rural areas can only survive if we want to get them into the economic mainstream, they can only survive in tourism because we have seen that farming is, is drifting away because of external factors like weather and whatever is happening in, in the ecosystem. But tourism can be made. It can be cosmetic and also be natural. But we do have got the human resources as far as rural women. So if they can be capacitated, if they can be afforded land, if they can be afforded education about tourism and be guided, then I think we can see more women, more rural women coming out, not only with, 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 the, with the bed and breakfast, that is, that is the downliner of tourism, but to make tourism as a basis to, to explore the natural resources that are within the rural areas. Chairperson, thank you very much. I really uh, appreciate this opportunity. We do not have time, but really if we can look into tourism and rural women, that can take us a little bit far and that can be inculcated into our charter and i think it can be it can get more expression if it is it is talked about and women are are being, are being interviewed and they talk about them what can you do for yourself thank you very, thank much. You very much uh, i love your outfit mamiki mamiki howe mamiki Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Deputy Chair, and all the listeners. My name is Masese Muilua. My phone has died. That's why I'm here to, to come and request a phone. I want to talk about the farm workers. If the, I, I appreciate the presentation of the the presentations of the provincial commissioner, Neget Root. If she can try and go and help us to the farms, we are struggling as the farmers. Forget the farms, we depend only on leasing. That is the problem as women. And the water rights in our farms is a challenge. We are planting foods, but we don't have water. If you can be assisted by the water, in our farms. I think we can do well as the farmers. And the stock theft, I heard her talking about the stock theft done by the Basutu people. If she can come and talk to us, and as the unions of our organizations, I can talk to her and she can, maybe she can assist us so that we can do more than that. Thank you very much. I, want, I don't want to talk long, thank you. Zoko Chabalala. Zoko Chabalala. Everyone present.
Yes, Shepherson, thank you so much. Uh, let me appreciate the opportunity afforded to us to make inputs on the review of the charter. Shepherson, let me indicate that um, the budget for agriculture is limited in the municipalities. So hereby request um, the parliament to increase the budget for agriculture. And in, 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 say that the systems of South Africa are failing women. Um, I'm, I'm speaking with regard to rape and violence cases that are reported in South Africa. The culprits are working freely on our streets, and yet uh, our women are bruised. Our uh, some of our women are dead. As I'm saying, the, the systems are failing us. And also, Chairperson, let me say, um, if, if non-profit organizations led by women can be prioritized with regard to to to, to funding, uh, the provincial Chairperson alluded the theme of rights of women during divorce. Chairperson, let me say that um, women uh, that women does not have uh, enough rights with regard to their rights uh, in court. So, Chairperson, I would like to say the parliament must look into the fact that women are educated as attorneys so that they can stand for women in court. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Thank you. Can we have Takatso uh, Libenya? Takatso Libenya? Thank you, Chairperson. I hope I'm audible. Am I audible, Chairperson? You are. You are. You may continue. Okay. Thank you, Chairperson. Let me. Oh, my name is Takatso Libenya from Tabomufusenyana District Municipality. Let me also thank the opportunity afforded to us in inputting on the review of the charter. I will be just citing a few issues. Uh, the executive mayor has already said a lot. I just want to indicate, Chairperson, that I think municipality, as municipalities, we are taking note of the shortcomings that have been identified, especially in relation to gender budgeting, as well as engendering most of our programs within the municipalities. And we will be, we will be uh, correcting that, Chairperson. Secondly, Chairperson, I think it's imperative that as municipalities we are taking the charter as, as part of our document in council adopted when we adopt the IDPs, just like we adopt the sector plans and other policies. So that is going to be a mandatory for us to implement because most of the time it's not, it's not necessarily about what is in the charter now, it's about are we able to implement and is going the charter is going to be the tool that is going to be assisting us as municipality to know that where are we achieving and where are our shortcomings as such uh, the other one uh, chairperson that i wanted to talk about is is about the district development model would really appreciate if there could be it can be speedily implemented so that we can be in a position to to help each other as municipalities because we know that the budget that we receive in terms of the allocation is not sufficient for all of us as municipalities to be able to do all of these things. So it can assist the municipalities, especially the district municipality, to be able to, to coordinate 
the programs. Uh, last but not least, Chairperson, I want to talk about the the officials as well, uh, the officials that are deployed in terms of driving these programs. Uh, I want to urge with the municipalities to, when when we when we look for people that are going to be driving the gender programs, it should be people that are having the best interest of the gender issues, so that they can be able to to understand and they can be eager to learn more in terms of what is it that they are supposed to do. The last one, Chair, that I wanted to raise is around the safe houses for gender-based violence victims. We are lacking uh, the safe houses as, as, a, as a district. Maybe I think I, I do know that in, we do have one in Malutiap, in Malutiapopun, that is in Elizabeth Ross. We have another one in Bethlehem, but that is not enough. Women are abused day in, day out, and they go back to the same situation whereby they are abused. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Takat. Uh, uh, so we will go back to Choko Tabalala because I saw her and we did identify her. We want everyone at least to make their input. That's why I am asking ourselves to check on time so that everyone. Over to you. You are not audible, Takat, so please mute. Yeah, you can try again. Chairperson, uh, I greet everybody who's present today in Parliament. Uh, our country must be clear. We need mixed economy or social economy. But I believe mixed economy for where I'm sitting, it will do in South Africa for colonial system to democratic country. It needs everybody to put our hands on the deck to build the economy of our country. Women must play a leading role on the rebuilding of the economy because we are playing a vital role in the society and our numbers can testify to that. Availability of land for women adds part of economical development. It has to be prioritized and it must be given a time frame. We should start with what we have. Governments must release the land in their disposal as a matter of agency. For example, we should follow the disturbing municipality. They gave more than 5,000 women land through women progressive societies land uh, uh, in farms. With that farm, they start to develop and build their economy life and create jobs for themselves to deal with unemployment inequality in our society. Let us look at the positive side of COVID-19. It gives us an, an opportunity to build for most women in economic sector. Most of jobs should be given to women, jobs that have been created by this pandemic. For an example, manufacturing of sanitizers, masks, etc. It also gives us as women an opportunity to advance ourselves for the fourth industrial revolution, because most of the work has been done through technology.
enclosure, online orders, being food, clothes, furniture, etc. As women, it is our opportunity to enter into that space for us to transport the goods. The online orders need transport. So transport is very vital. I thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Tronco. Can we have Dibo Maputle? Dibo Maputle? Thank Let's you, Chair. Oh, are you there? Okay. Yes, I'm here. Uh, yes, uh, I just wanted to make a comment. Pardon? Continue, please. All right. I, I just wanted to make a comment on the report by the commissioner there. The commissioner mentioned something very interesting about the, the stigmatization of young people and young women at the clinics. And from where I'm sitting, I see that is an opportunity. Even COVID afforded us the opportunity to try and look at that particular issue because young people are always complaining that when they go to clinics, they are not comfortable. So maybe it's about time we lobby and advocate that the Department of Health comes up with a strategy that allows young people not to go to clinics personally, use some gadgets of some sort so that they can access their medication. And in that, we will be advocating for the emancipation of women because ultimately they will get their medication, they will have a full-fledged life. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dibo. Connie Msibi? Connie Msibi? If she's not there, can Tabi sing Harekwe? Connie is there. Connie. I am there. No. Hello. Yes, dear, it's your turn. Continue, Connie. Connie, can you unmute yourself? We don't hear you. Unmute, please. It's un unmute, please. Is it okay? Yes, there you are. Okay. Thank you very much, ladies, and thanks for the opportunity presented to us as women. We want to thank the leader, our leaders, for taking everything into consideration that we need to assist and lead our women. So I think there's uh, from the presentation of the, um, com uh, of the commissioner, Memu Tupi, she has just said a lot. And then the programs that they have developed, they are leading, they're giving us a proper guideline to say, what is it that you have to do? But the only thing that I see, or it's a challenge, is a turnaround time. So I think they need to have a turnaround time on everything that they have done. And then the one last thing is that I don't know if Meli Benya was, we were talking about the same thing, uh, the district learning network whereby the municipalities will come together and learn from one another. We must have a common program of whereby we'll be learning from one another how do we push these uh, women issues. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you ma'am. Thank you very much, Connie. 
Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, Deputy Chairperson of the NCOP, uh, Honorable Lucas, uh, the Deputy Speaker, Ntate Tenuji, uh, National Assembly, for Speaker for National Assembly, Honorable Speaker of the Free State, Messi Fuba, Honorable Mayors, and all women present. Uh, Chairperson, let me start by welcoming all presentation mates in this house. Unfortunately, Chairperson, I don't see the, the mayor of Harib according to the, to the, to the program. Nonetheless, uh, I will talk to the presentation that has already made. Let me start by the, pre the, by, by the pre presentation made by Commissioner Mutupi on state of gender transformation. On a, on a, on a presentation, uh, the findings of the outreach, he said about Kharib, uh, there are withdrawals of cases in Kharib. Yes, it's true, Chepesen. Uh, you can remember Kharib is a rural area and we don't have uh, jobs in Kharib. So many people, specifically women, depends on, on men. So you can find sometimes they withdraw the cases because they don't have any income. They depend on them, on the perpetrator. The other one, Chepesen, is the one of the ambulance. Chepesen, if we can have ambulance in, in, in each and every town, I think it will be much better because really we are suffering. Sometimes you, you get, there's one ambulance to work for three, three towns. So it's very, very, very uh, bad, Chepesen. This one of uh, women in farm, not paid enough, uh, the poor women, they can't do anything, Chepesen, because there's no work. They depend on that farms. is the only income they get. So if we are not going to fight for them so that they can be treated as women, there's nothing they can do, Chepesen. In the, pre the presentation of the social cluster overview by Mr. Rogues, he talks about the, the higher population of females in Karib. But if you can go to Karib, most of the higher positions in politics, wherever is the man. But you can ask yourself that why it can be in that way. 94%. 94.6% of, 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 of household has made from 2016. Oh, that's good, uh, that one we are, we are happy about it. On the presentation of economic cluster overview by uh, Ms. Maharaj, IDP shows little information is true, Chepesen. Uh, when we go outside for public participation with IDP, the, the, the community, they are tired. 
of that presentation. All the time we are going to present, uh, each and every year we present same thing, but we don't come to the, with the implementation. So they don't see the need of the IGP. The poor institutionalization of gender budget in our municipality is through Chairperson. Uh, the budget. But we will just give you one minute more. Yes. You will only have one minute more. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, it is very limited, Chairperson. And we need some training, Chairperson, and the education about this gender mainstream. I think it will it will help more, especially the women in the district. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Singh. Uh, uh, we will now go to Elizabeth Quaker. Elizabeth Quaker. Uh, <clears throat> Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chair, everybody in the house, and protocol observed. As you have heard, my, my name is Elizabeth the Quaker. Uh, I just have a little bit concern of the contribution that has been made today uh, under this uh, document that we are reviewing. I am at this point in time, heading uh, football in Tabomufutsanyani as a president. Uh, now, one thing that I've picked up when I went through the whole uh, review of the Women Charter, I didn't really pick up anything to do with sport. I really uh, have to make a plea today uh, that sports is an important tool within our society that can assist in the development and emancipation of women. Now, sports must be included as a standalone item in the women uh, uh, chamber uh, document. And the other uh, thing that I've picked up is uh, when our honorable uh, counselor of Tabomofutsanyana, when she has been speaking about the IDP program, that it is also important that they include us as sports, women in sports in the IDP program, uh, because it is very much important, because sports form part of different uh, aspects in the economy, in the society, in the relationships and partnership. It's actually my call today and thank you very much and thanks for the opportunity given. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Quaker, Palesa, Lingua Bala. Lingua Bala. Palesa. Palesa, let's continue. We will come back to Palesa. Sandra Mohorsi. 
Sandra? If Sandra is not there, Lungile Mulefe. Lungile Mulefe. Thank you. Thank you very much, Madam Madam Chair. Uh, all protocol uh, uh, observed. Madam Chair, I would also like uh, 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 to appreciate the, the opportunity that uh, has been given to us to participate or to engage on the reviewing of this charter. Madam Chair, women of this country, Africans, Indians, white and colored, mothers and wives, housewives and working women came together and declared their aim of removing all customs and regulations that discriminate against women and pave a way of our inherent right to responsibilities, advantages, and opportunities that society offers to any one uh, section of the population. Madam Chair, there is only one society, and it is made up of both women and, and men. We also share the anxieties and problems of our men. Madam Chair, the reviewing of this charter must be able to tackle the triple challenge, which is poverty and inequality and unemployment that women of this country are facing. Radical socio-economic transformation must be implemented. South Africa, in South, South Africa needs renewed skills development and reskilling revolution. Women must fully participate on the economy of this country. And should I say of all, in all communities, Madam Chair, women also need to be well introduced in the fourth industrial revolution. South Africa as a developing country, women in rural areas take it as a very complicated and destructive model to, dis to disadvantage their life, of which is not true. It was not properly introduced to them, Madam Chair. The model district that called to action towards improving the, the coherence and efficiency of effectiveness in the implementation of government programs that are supposed to bring change to women's life. Can this mod model, Madam Chair, address socioeconomic transformation and make sure that women have access to internet by placing Wi-Fi at all strategic places, even on rural areas. Makoskas, let us all rise up above patriarchal society and build a non-racial, non-sexist democratic society. I thank you, Madam Chair. Malibongwe. Malibongwe, thank you. Melungile, Tandi Reachable. Tandi Reachable. Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Chairperson of the NCOP, Deputy Speaker of Parliament, uh, 
members of the NCOP, all protocol observed. Chairperson, I've been listening attentively to the presentation made by the Gender Commissioner. She highlighted issues of the past visits from Lizeming local uh, sub-regions. The issue of the small clinic in Oppermans, in, in Lukov, that has not yet been addressed. Chairperson, in that uh, visit also, issues were raised of health workers that is not permanent, that needs to be appointed permanent because of the shortage of staff. For the issue from the upper man's front, the police dasi, that is common vacant. When the police dasi is issues not near, the police dasi is Monday to Friday, Seven years to four years to. Now we and have seen the most that so workers as a human services for the owners and operators around them. For certain, the another item of operators around is the transport of the sake to can later, but the day and committed Monday to Friday, seven years to four years, but then you can. Very offer is coming. Alamont, 30 kilometers and ray, one of Opperman's front half, Totemet Coffee Fontaine. But a fruit eight dahangas, want a lesser eight dahang as the verglosaheit. Four setters of Muskimun, a mudfurst element of comfort Opperman's front. Opperman's front as near Halia and a uncomster as fun agriculture. So as agriculture, net can. Hello. Where you can continue? Am I audible, Che? Yes, you are. As Opperman's front is a mentioned, two can can create to the elevator rector, four-setter, then sell the two help. Four-setter, I think, is more clear of what you said, of landbow. As you can again reserve it, but more friends can than here, and so well as man's mensa, on secret amount that the work and staff and work was First, the work as you can take now, who look of Haliers, look of us Haliatian the border from Northern Cape. Again, that's a fruit, a monthly gate. As the Ganoyan, Anha, Wenworth, Fanturas, the Salwak, by a deforce. Thank you, Tandiwe, reachable. The next person that will speak, we will just have this few people and then we will conclude. But there is also, before I continue, there is, there is also someone that is shown as Galaxy Note 9. And I'm so worried because I don't know whether this person has been identified. But if you know who you are with Galaxy Note 9, you can speak now before we continue with the rest. Of the, of, the, of the speakers. Okay. Thank you, Chair uh, My name is Vielwa Jonas. Are you Galaxy? Yes, it's me. But I correct that. It's fine. It's yeah. safe me. It's safe okay. me to take your data because your name is there later, but it's fine. 
Thank you. Oh. Speak, speak, Joabuela. Thank you, Chairperson, and all protocol of the. I would like to thank uh, the different speakers uh, for the for their presentation. Uh, on the economic development, we as Mangawu, we've got limited budget, like Lula uh, said. Uh, we've got li limited budget, and we want to do more for women in Mangawu. But the fundamental of the Charter and Sustainable Development Goals are taken into cognizance by the NDP 2030 and State Development Plan and IDP of municipality. These are the key documents to drive the agenda uh, of the ANC. Sustainable infrastructure, water, housing, and sanitation, promoting safe and secure environment, local economic growth and employment, promoting good governance. For the past few years, as a develop, developmental and caring local government, we have managed to provide the following key programs for our women here in Mangawu, empowering women cooperatives by providing equipment and startup business, facilitation of registration and training women cooperatives, public engagement and dialogues with more women, However, as institution, we do face we do face common challenges such as challenge of lack of responsive policies such as, such as achieving employment equipment targets. A strategic approach we have to ensure that we appoint women on vacant posts. Our challenge is here skill shortage. Strategic approach we we, we have to promote uptake more women within CWP and EPWP programs and projects. Our challenge again is here, skill economy. Strategic, strategic approach provide more support to informal sector and key sectors, ma manufacturing and transport. And in conclusion, uh, Chairperson, uh, I just want to talk about the gender-based uh, violence. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. You know, we want to transform our justice, our justice system, because if you can, if you can check, uh, most cases are dropped, and uh, those cases are handled by men, and we want the women to handle those cases. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Buyelwa. We will give to Tombi Patela. Tombi. Tombi. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you Chairperson and Protocol Observed. Uh, me, mine is gonna come to the knowledge. We've got we, we need to, to encourage our, our women on 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 going to, 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 to educate themselves, especially when it comes to economy to economy, so that we don't have to have many men that are dominating in the in the business sectors and the barriers that are there that need to be to be to be to be they need to be to to be get rid of because of now most of the women 
they feel like they, they, they depend on those men because even if they have a good uh, maybe a, a plan to do a business, then because of the knowledge that they don't have, it becomes a very uh, a problem for, problematic for them, for the women. If we can encourage most of our women to learn more about economy and to give them, to get a knowledge, maybe we, we have some sectors where we can give some knowledge, maybe we, we sit with them and then talk with them to give them skills and to to, to, to know how to express themselves, especially in when it comes to the to the economy, because most of our women, they instead of going to the formal uh, uh, sector of, of business, they only go to go to sell some fruits or maybe to be hawkers or sell some clothes instead of going to the bigger things, even if they dream of becoming the bigger business women. But because of the, the barriers that are there, it becomes very difficult for them to go into that. But now I think in the in the in the education, if we can maybe encourage most in the communities, our communities, we have maybe classes that where we can we can teach our, our women to, to learn most of the things and we get some people that no, have knowledge to come and give them some some teachings about how to to to, to get confidence on doing things what they feel like to, to do, or maybe that they feel that they are passionate about and can do. And then if that they have those, those skills, it's gonna be very easy for them to, 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 to be confident, to go in any business. I think in the economy, in the economy education, our people can, can get that, our women can get that, then everything is gonna be okay. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Dombi. Angela Mosima. Angela. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I would like to start by saying all protocol observed. Um, what I would like to start off with is to humbly also request that we look into the environmental sector, where we can see that there's still a big gap in terms of climate change. Can we not use this opportunity to let women lead in the forefront? If you provide a woman with resources, and their skills and the know-how, they will carry it and they will make it work. So if we can also include issues of environmental projects, environmental training, and how we can take it forward. And secondly, lastly, Chair, also I would like to comment on what Metro Kochavalala also commented on, on the issue of the Women's Progressive Society that is currently happening here. We've seen it grow from strength to strength, with the numbers of women getting into it growing. Um, we would like to take it as a best practice to say that should more resources also put into it. This is something that can assist our women grow in the sector and provide for themselves. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, Angela. Nomkle Adelaide Adorns. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, all protocol observed. Uh, Chairperson, you know, we still have this thing that a woman's place is in the kitchen. As a result, most of the women are being manipulated by men. Uh, most of the women are unemployed, and I think it would be better if they are 
are given this opportunity to contribute in the skills development that they must be taught some skills so that they can be able to provide for themselves, not relying on men. And then and for those that have small things, that if women can be able to be provided with some resources so that they could also contribute to the economy of the country. And then there the land availability. If, if women could also be given some land, because I think it would also boost our economy. Chatterton, I'm just worried on gender-based violence and the LGBTIQ. I think it's high time now people be educated that they are also human beings and they should not be discriminated because of their social orientation. And then we also need transformation in our judiciary system of speaking out. Like for instance, those that are being raised, they feel that when they are in court, they are being raped more and more and more. So I think if ever there, there, there is proper training, especially there will be, uh, it will alleviate this problem of rape. You know, the gender-based violence this week, I'm, I'm from the climate district in a town called Zastra. A young woman who was it shows that she has been raped several times and then her head was hit several times and then unfortunately she passed on. So I think women emancipation be taken seriously and that the government take us as women very seriously. Thank, thank you. you. We are Hotato Mukwena. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, all protocol observed. And um, in the interest of time, I'll just go straight to the few points that I made. Uh, but um, maybe I should I should just start by noting the fact that women have been calling far too much for capacity building. It is to be noted that uh, by now women are capacitated. What women truly need now are opportunities. So with that said, I, I would move to my first point, which uh, uh, is seriously raising a concern. Can you hear me, Chair? You are very audible. Thank you very much. Uh, feminization of poverty, uh, Chair, remains a persistent obstacle uh, that breeds inequality within our communities. 
And with that, under education and training, I would really appreciate if we can strengthen on our policies, specifically aimed at skills development. We need to uh, develop women into entrepreneurs and employers than just job seekers. Uh, I heard Meg Edrud saying something under law and justice administration. Uh, as we are re reviewing this uh, very important and powerful document and observing, of course, uh, the Agenda 2063 and the Maputo Protocol of Action, I think it will also uh, be fair to also find ways and means to strengthen uh, the legal framework and the justice methodologies that are aimed at ensuring safety and protection of women. By that, Chair, I wish to bring to the attention of all participants and leadership present that the relevance and effectiveness as far as our protection order uh, uh, stands uh, maybe also pay specific focus on interrogation of uh, issuing of bail and sentencing of uh, perpetrators of gender-based violence. I also, in conclusion, uh, also want to uh, maybe add under, uh, I, may be, I may not be sure of that particular point, but reading at the charter itself and listening to all the presentations made from municipal level, uh, I think we now need to develop a, a results-based uh, monitoring and evaluation tool that can actually assist us in terms of measuring progress and actually help us to check and weigh ourselves as to whether we're moving forward or we're just rounding by circles. Uh, women are more than just a statistics uh, chairperson. We are a valuable asset to the nations and of which I believe that the development should be centered around us. With that, I also wish to perhaps deploy municipalities in partnerships that they are establishing with civil society. I wish to applaud them uh, on that. But perhaps this is time uh, to also start engaging and lobbying civil society organizations and start introducing issue of uh, finding harsher sentencing to perpetrators of gender-based, I mean, uh, violence against women. Perhaps that this is maybe the platform or time to start talking on issue of uh, uh, the sentence. Um, I think that is all, but maybe before I leave... I, 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 think, I think you need to conclude now. I am concluding my apologies, uh, my, my sincere apologies. Issue of inclusion of uh, women with disabilities, specifically young women with disabilities in uh, employment opportunities and also economic uh, uh, inclusion. Uh, that will be all, Chair, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for, for very useful inputs, but we have now reached the stage where we just want if the presenters that are still on the platform want to to just shortly make some input we will be, we will begin with the commissioner on gender or we let let's let's begin with uh, Memaraj if she's still on the platform
and then go to Mr. Ru and then go to the commissioner. And so if you are still there, if you want, if you think there is anything that you want to comment on. If not, let's end Mr. Ru, Neil, if you are still there, is there anything that you want to comment on? If not, let us then give to make a truth mutupi commissioner to if there is anything that you think that needs an input from your side, a response. Thank you, Deputy Chair. Um, mine is just too short, just to extend a hand to the participant who've made comments uh, on these issues that we indeed would want to work together with women from all walks of life and men as well in realizing the mainstreaming of gender and perhaps also say that uh, deputy chair our work within municipalities is concentrating on uh, gender mainstreaming whether municipalities have got policies or not what we look at is whether the policies are engendered and that's the basis on which we move. And Meli Benya, thank you for, for acknowledging that indeed you'd be uh, looking at our policy system to ensure that they are engendered. We've, we've had uh, uh, comments from different participants. We've had Mayor Dibuwa Mabute. We've also had Mayor CB. We've had Mayor Tandirishabul. We've had uh, all comments. And indeed, we are going to ensure that we mainstream them into our programs. And as and when we come back to communities, when we deal with matters that affect women in particular within our communities, we hope that as people make comments, people will be able to move forward and join us in changing the mindset of the community. And perhaps, Deputy Chair, I must say that the issue of the Oppermans from the police station raised by Metandiri Shabal is indeed a concern. We can have a police station that closes at four o'clock that does not operate on weekends. This matter, I must repeat, it has been raised with the provincial uh, commissioner's office and we are hopeful that the provincial uh, commissioner is addressing this matter. They have uh, raised some challenges, but it is indeed a matter of concern and we hope that it would be resolved so that those the, the community in Opermans Kronde also get services like uh, other communities within the province. We will go back to Minister to municipalities uh, chair we will engage them and we hope that this time around after having this uh, engagement they will respond to our communication they will come to the party i thank you thank you uh, commissioner there is one person that really did not speak and, and 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 she's now insisting to speak when i was calling her she was not there but I'm going to allow you, Palisa, because we still have a little bit of time, but you will be the last, last, last before we will conclude on this program. Palisa, Lengua Bali. Palisa, we don't hear you. We don't. We really don't hear you. We don't hear you. 
I, I, we understand your frustration, but we don't hear you. I, we really don't hear you. But if we, Palestine, is it possible that you can put your submission in writing, in email it to Sibulelo, so that we can then make sure that in the report of Free State, your input will be there? Is it fine? Please, my dear. I apologize for you because I don't know what the issue is with your audio. And now, I want to conclude as follows, my dear ladies. Thank you very much. I think it was a very fruitful, interactive discussion. I appreciate your inputs. There is a few issues that is, that is outstanding in the whole engagement. And I will just note, I will just list them. I will not go into the discussion on that, but I will just list them. The first issue that came out in the discussion is the issue of policies, but the lack of implementation. There is an issue that we know, but also the majority of women on this platform is supposed to be the implementers of the policy. So we cannot just raise the issue. We must also make sure that we assist in making sure that we implement the, our own policies. The second issue that came out very strongly is the issue of capacitation or capacity building of women. Some of you feel that women are capacitated enough. We now need opportunities to make sure that that capacity can be implemented and be used fruitfully. But others feel that we still need to make sure that there is a concerted effort to educate and to capacitate the women of this country. We are in the majority, according to the stats, once again, displaying it. We can see there is a lot of effort that went into the development of our communities, but the issue is still poverty, unemployment, and inequality prevails. That is an issue that has been raised. One issue that I think that is very important is that there is consensus on the fact that we support the district development model, but we want government to accelerate the speed in which the district development model is being implemented. Also, one issue that is very close to my heart and that I agree with is the issue of environment, the, the, the environmental sector, and how we can make sure that more people benefit from the environmental sector because the environmental sector is also connected very closely to tourism. And tourism is a change maker. It is a very important sector within the economy. The issue of land availability, a big issue, because I feel even in the charter, they speak about infrastructure, but they don't directly address the issue of land. And I think it's an issue that came out very strongly, but also the issue of agriculture and access to water and resources to make sure that women can participate successfully in the agriculture. And also the fact of the IDPs of municipalities that should not be just documents, but that should be living documents that will make sure that there is implementation of the proposals that are coming from our communities. I am 
I think that is the issues more or less that more people address besides gender-based violence, because gender-based violence, femicide is part of our program. And I think as the country, we are in agreement that more needs to be done to make sure that we address the issue of the violence in society, because we are quite a violent society. And the victims of this violence is more women and vulnerable groups. And that is something that came up here, but also the fact that COVID-19, and it's a very important issue that one is presenting more opportunities to make sure because now also we can even see our government is streamlining delivery within the face of the pandemic so there is opportunities and i think toko chabalala was the one that mentioned few opportunities and i think that is that we can agree with but also the issue of of gender power relations and the unequal representation of women and other groups within decision-making positions. It is something that has been raised. Like I said, I'm not responding. I'm just, uh, I'm just summarizing our discussions because we need to develop a report. We need to have, need to have a discussion at a high level to make sure that the decision makers understand what is the issues that women are raising so that they can begin to respond to that issues. With all of that said and done, let me then now express our appreciation and our gratitude to those that really put set aside all the programs to be part and parcel of this very important program. Our presenters, our deputy speaker as our partner, as well as our host officials, the office of the deputy speaker, the office of the, the deputy chairperson, but also the project office of parliament. We want to express our appreciation and to all those of you that really made this very valuable inputs. I want also to a special word of, of appreciation to my sister, the gender commissioner. I, 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 I can see that nothing has changed with regards to your own commitment to make sure that you serve your community. Let us then at this note say, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Remember, we are requesting for weekend lockdowns because of the spread of the pandemic. Let all of us stay safe, wash our hands, and also do physical distancing and make sure that we survive for the sake of the, of the country and for the sake of tomorrow, that should be a better day. Nangomso. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, my dear. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Connie. How are you, Connie? Bye, baby, Lloyd. Bye, bye. Okay. Yeah. Next week, we are the free state again. Okay. You are welcome, Jesper. Welcome. The kiss is on Wear face mask. Keep sanitizing your hands.
maintain social distance. This is the absolute minimum requirement for us. How can I come and go away? 